Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there, and welcome into this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. So excited that you are here. Now, today's episode might be a quick one, and honestly, it's probably fitting, given the topic I want to dive into today. And I really think everyone has these days or weeks or even months when you are just straight up busy. Like, everyone has somewhere to be, everyone needs something from you, and schedules get tough to manage. Let me tell you, I am deep in it right now. My role as an administrator in college athletics means that my world revolves around sports seasons, and we are heading into the heart of college football season. For me, that comes with a lot of moving parts, a lot of people to manage, and a lot of high expectations in the workplace. Obviously, I can't actually control the outcome of the games on the football field, but there are a lot of elements of the game day that I do control. And honestly, especially right now, a lot of them keep me up at night. Right now, my work life is taking up a lot of space and energy and time. So my partner has to pick up some of the household and kids duties. And then I worry about that too. It's this cycle. And I think you know what I'm talking about. I assume I'm not the only woman working through a busy time. Being busy isn't a bad thing, but I've learned over time that it easily can become a problem if I let it. Are you familiar with Parkinson's Law? I've learned about this recently, and I think it's honestly pretty fascinating. In the most basic of terms, it's an old adage that says that work will take up the space you give it. If you're working on a project and say that it'll take you two hours to complete, even if you could do it faster, you'll take the full two hours because you gave it that amount of time. I'm a believer that this also applies to your daily thoughts. If you give yourself the space to think about your to-do list or all the things you could have done differently in a day, then you'll come up with a list long enough to fill that space. I am well aware of my abilities to overthink everything in my life, and my husband's life, and the kid's life, and so on. It's a talent I've perfected over many years. Especially at a time like this, if you looked into my brain, I am convinced you would see an open Google Chrome browser with like 352 tabs open, or like a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle spread out all over the place, like and possibly a few of those pieces are hiding. If I don't close all the open tabs or fit all the puzzle pieces into place, I struggle to relax at the end of the night. Winding down is really hard for me until the final piece clicks into place. Sometimes 
it manifests in a short fuse at the end of the night. Other times, it's taking on random tasks at times that could be relaxing with the book or just kind of zoning out in front of the TV. Or it's restlessness when I should be asleep. Not every female is wired this way, and not every mother is wired this way, but I definitely am. And I know plenty of other females who feel a level of mental anxiety. And I honestly think that's Parkinson's law at work. So I thought it would be a good idea to share some of the coping mechanisms that I have learned over time and kind of perfected based on what works best for me and the self-awareness that I have, meaning I know this about myself and I know what works. And I use the word coping instead of managing because I know that my mom brain is just wired this way. It's not gonna just change overnight. And these habits are ingrained deep. I'm on a mission to find small business owners who want to bring in more customers. More customers equals more sales, equals more happy people talking about your business, equals more customers. It's all connected in a loop, but it doesn't have to be difficult to get started. Don't wait for those customers to find you. Open your doors to new customers with this free cheat sheet of five low-tech ways to generate leads. Visit erincraber.com forward slash more customers for this free download today. So here are some of the strategies I employ on a daily basis to keep those spaces small. They work for me, and though they seem obvious, when I skip out on one piece, that's when I jerk awake wondering if I should have bought a new mattress pad to go with the new sheets, or all kinds of random things from the workday that maybe I just didn't feel like I got closure on. Again, these are pretty basic, so the first one is make a list. It will come as no surprise that I am a list maker. My life is an organized series of post-it notes and calendar reminders. I'm that person that color codes everything in the Outlook calendar. But you don't need a fancy planner or notebook to be efficient and organized. I often open a note in my phone or an empty email and create my list for the week or day. I found that smaller pieces work better, so I'm more successful with a daily list. I think you've heard me talk about the big three before, And that's something I really enjoy as well. I keep the list short by focusing on just the big three things I need to get done. And it helps me feel a little bit more in control and a little bit more manageable. So details might make the list longer, but it keeps me focused when I see the major to-dos for the day. I know I shouldn't waste my time with anything else until the list has a serious dent in it. Another thought process that's really helpful for me is to recap. So before I'm ready to shut things down for the night, I do a quick mental rundown of the things that were on my list. There might be things that didn't get crossed off, and that's okay. I acknowledge those puzzle pieces, move them to the next day's list, and then close out the thought for the night. It's also really good to do this with my husband as well, so before we turn out the lights, we might do a quick rundown of everybody's schedule for the day, because sometimes there are days where I'm more involved with the kids or days when he's more involved. So it's just a good way for us to recap and make sure we hit all the major things that happen during the day and close it out. Another simple tip is to take notes. 
Random thoughts pop into my head when I at least expect them. So I'm always prepared to jot notes down either on paper, into the note section on my phone, an email to myself, or I've recently got more into voice memos. Thank you, iPhone. There's nothing worse than feeling like there was something you were supposed to remember, but you just can't figure it out. When you tell yourself you'll need to remember it later, and then you just can't quite put your finger on what it was. Seriously, write it down. Just the act itself helps with recall. A couple of things I do not do are focus on the hypothetical and things outside my control. Definitely easier said than done. And it's a practice I'm still working on. Lying awake in bed at night circling through a list of what-if scenarios have no place in my daily activities. There was a time when those questions did occupy a lot of my thoughts. It was stressful as a new mom to give any amount of energy to thoughts of doubt. I did what I did, and that needed to be the end of the discussion. Not an easy process to navigate, but the better I became at it, the less overwhelmed I felt. Now as a more experienced mom with obligations of so many schedules, priorities, and tasks, those extras just don't enter my mind at times of rest. It's definitely not the time or place. It really used to bother me that my husband didn't lie awake at night wondering if he did everything right that day or checked everything off his to-do list at work. I was super jealous that he could sleep peacefully at night and my mind was racing with an endless stream. Then I learned that he still thinks of those things. He has insecurities and doubts too. He just chooses not to dwell on them or give them any space when the day is done. For him, this is a natural behavior. But for me, and maybe some of you, it's a learned behavior. Parkinson's law is a habit. The habit of losing control of your time or thoughts. Like any habit, it will take some practice to turn it from bad to good. I've heard it said that busy isn't a badge of honor. I think I saw that on Instagram. I definitely agree with that, and I think I've learned some quality ways to manage the stress of a busy schedule. Sometimes it's the mindset part that takes time to catch up. I have to remind myself to get good sleep, to write things down, and to find ways to bring the stress out of my shoulders. Right now, those shoulders are a little bit high. They're like creeping up by my ears. So I have to work hard to remind myself to bring the shoulders down, close the planner, close the laptop, put away the phone, and get some good rest. So I hope this episode was a good reminder that you're not alone and to give yourself the permission to just relax a little bit. If you're an overthinker like me, what steps do you take to keep yourself in check? Are you a list maker? Are you a planner? Are you an outsourcer? All these methods work. This is your reminder and your permission to find what works for you and keep at it until it doesn't work anymore. That's all any of us can do. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. 
And if you want to help the show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.